But we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has vast human and material resources into the building of a titan hit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not punished. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the Bricks in the Wall, the show where we try to empower you, the individual, with a metaphorical sledgehammer to tear down that metaphorical wall that has been erected to keep us from the truth. Welcome back, folks. Right now, it's just going to be me and my friend that I met online, a really great guy. Can't wait to y'all hear what the stuff that he has to say. But Andrew is on his way. We got mixed up with the times. He's on the East Coast. We're in Texas. But we got it all put together. So here we go. Here's the intro. As we are born and learn to navigate the, and traverse this realm, we become bombarded with all sorts of propaganda, ideology, indoctrination, and flat-out flat out lies that it becomes almost impossible to discern from what is real. Sadly, I feel the system has become extremely proficient of hiding the truth that most of our brothers and sisters will outright deny the truth, be it presented in the form of documents, photographs, audio clips, videos, etc., etc. Luckily for us, there are people out there willing to expose the truth no matter how hard it can get, because there's no denying that the truth hurts, yet it will also set you free. So with, without any further ado, I would like to welcome you all an amazing person I met on cyberspace. He's a strong online truther with a big following, having researched alternative topics for over 18 years, and has over four years of investigative journalism under his belt. He's navigating the interwebs, shooting memes and dropping truth bombs, all the while exposing the corruption and bringing the truth to light. His knowledge ranges from MKUltra, mind control, to the New World Order, and the elite's sick dealings with child trafficking and satanic rituals, upon a myriad of other subjects. My pupils dilate every time I see a new post of his, and he uh, has been interviewed on a very large podcast, one of my favorites, but uh, we're going to keep his privacy because he wants to remain anonymous. And, and I get it because I, I never plan on releasing any of my, my facial stuff to the algorithms either. I'm trying to dodge, dodge the new world order. So without any further ado, I bring to you Mr. Two. I hope you don't mind me calling you that because that is your Instagram name, correct, Mr. Two? Hey, sorry. I, don't, uh, I think it cut out there for a little bit. Okay, no, you're good. But uh, I'm going to call you Mr. Two because your page is called Truth World Order, correct? Yeah, Mr. Two. So, how are you doing today, brother? I'm very well. How about yourself, man? I'm doing good. Kind of cold. Um, that that winter blast that's coming. How's it hitting y'all up there? Oh, I mean, it's it's normally cold this time of year, but I mean, it's exceptionally cold right now. It's, I think it's 28 degrees, is what it's saying. Um, but yeah, you. I mean, you you were saying you're down in Texas, so I can't even imagine how you guys must be feeling with a little 
blast the cold like that. Yeah, we we're not used to it. But yeah, I was just thinking the other day, like imagine being in the north and your car your car stalls out or something, or you're stuck in an accident. Didn't you say you were in an ac almost caught in an accident yesterday? Damn. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Imagine you ran out of gas or something and you're stranded out there. You could freeze to death. Yeah, or imagine if you had an electric car. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think you made a post about that, how we're all pushing for electric cars, but say an EMP knocks everything out, we're screwed. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's such a fragile uh, you know, infrastructure that you know, they try to make it so appealing, but at the same time, it's so fragile. Exactly, exactly. So first of all, I want to thank you for giving us your time to be here with us. I don't remember exactly when or how we got connected, but from my experience, this is how most of this stuff works. It's that synchronistic, collective consciousness, butterfly type of effect that, that works in ways that we don't understand. And after seeing a lot of your posts, I felt that I just had to contact you, and here we are. So tell us, Mr. Tu, um, how long have you been into this kind of research that we're going to talk about? I happened to be very big into pyrotechnics. Um, I guess you could say I was a pyromaniac as a kid. I just happened to have an infatuation with explosives and demolitions and things like that. So understandably, witnessing you know those events and what unfolded certain things to me, especially as a child, um, there were a lot of things I didn't grasp. But however, as a developing mind, you know, there were certain things that stood out to me, like the fact that those buildings fell at free fall speed. Exactly. Um, and after, you know, witnessing so many demolitions as a kid, I remember, I think there were the TV shows that, you know, what on earth would happen or things like that. And the what ifs where they would show the dem demolitions and things like that. There was just always something about it that, you know, just didn't seem right with me. I, I'm pretty sure I think I was, you know, 13 years old at the time. Wow, that's understanding. You know, uh -huh. yeah, it wasn't exactly you know an adult developed mind, but at the same time was an inquisitive child. You know, just something didn't sit right where it was just always that lingering in the back of my mind where it was just that one thing, and I believe that was my initial moment of not going down the rabbit hole, but just that feeling in the back of your head that something isn't right with all this and. The older I got and the more I believe the whole, you know, truther movement, especially in regards to 9-11 um, and even, the, you know, the architects for 9-11 truth, pilots for 9-11 truth, just all the information that was coming out, um, especially, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary um, Loose Change. Yes. Um, an American Coup. That's perhaps one of the best in terms of the overall orchestration of the plan and how they were able to pull it off and the events that unfolded that day and why not a single, you know, intercepting plane in the most heavily guarded airspace in the world was able to intercept any of these flights. And there's just so many other questions that, you know, the blatant just hypocrisy of it all, it's just, I don't know, just the more I started looking into it, that's where it all unfolded for me was the events surrounding 9-11. And I guess that would have been my, you know, path down the rabbit hole, so to speak. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the major events that if you just spend a couple minutes on it, you could get lost. I've thought about doing an episode, but there's just too much to cover. I feel like it'd be a 10-part series or something like that. But um, So what was it in your life other than that? Was that the major thing that got you to start questioning? Because, for example, for me, it was Santa Claus. Once I questioned Santa Claus, that opened Pandora's box, and I started questioning everything. Was there a particular moment in your life other than 9-11 or a situation that made you question everything? No, that was pretty much it for me. Um, that was that one revealing moment, especially in regards to what I would call the pathocracy or the psychopathic ruling elite. It was the get best grasp of what humanity is capable of in regards to evil and what happens when evil people conspire with money and power and things of that nature um, in order to pursue their own agendas that aren't for the betterment of humanity as a whole. Exactly. And when you start talking to the, about these things to people, they'll instantly want to label you a whack or a conspiracy theory. But I want to start off with this question because you said that you uh, worked as a journalist and did some investigative work. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience doing that? Because this will add credibility to the type of research that you provide. Yeah, no, that's not a problem at all. Um, understandably, my career didn't last very long, um, and that's based on the sheer fact that the stuff I chose to write about would, um, what's the best way to put this? Put you on the map or put you on a list? No, it was more so the people I was writing about that these things were connected to um, and the organizations that they're a part of and things of that nature and the fact that if you really look at the concentrations of power that exist throughout the globe, it's these very same people who are the same ones that own the media. Yeah. So understandably, that's why much of this information, especially like in regards to Epstein and things like that, we barely hear anything. It's, you know, it's a, a leak or something like that mm -hmm. that gets out that allows us to grasp even the slightest bit of what was going on in regards to him. Yeah. Um, but it... Sorry, go on. Oh, okay, no, continue, I'm sorry. Um, so, so, yeah, needless to say, I did not have a very long career. Um, however, I did spend a lot of time and a lot of uh, energy putting pieces together. Um, a lot of them had to do with child trafficking and pedophilia, um, primarily the main one having to do with modern art and how the entire, pretty much the entire modern art um, establishment is a front for child trafficking. Yeah, that's exactly um, what I used to think about because these paintings go for like millions of dollars and they look like a kid did it. Exactly. Now, that's why it's, it's modern art and not all art because granted you have works that are done that, you know, are centuries old that are worth millions of dollars but it's these ones now, like you said, that um, enough, granted, I am an artist and I, you know, I'm an expressionist and things of that nature but at the same time, it's a very easy way to launder money is by saying, oh, this thing is worth $250 million mm -hmm. and it's just a canvas with paint on it. You know, it's not a high-end Bugatti where you can say at the same time, oh, well, this also costs millions of dollars. Yes, but it's the engineering, the science, the manufacturing and all that stuff accounts for it. This is a work of art that you cannot put the basis behind where the price came from other than it's what somebody determined it cost and that allows
us for a lot of money laundering and things of that nature. And modern art and the modern art establishment um, is pretty much a massive front for organized human and child trafficking. Um, and a lot of it works through the arts and embassies program because they are able to bypass shipping ports wow. and security. Yeah, because it's considered like extremely, uh, uh, extremely valuable item that has to be like taken care of, right? Yeah, they can even see things are live art and say that it's, you know, a rush or expedited um, and it allows it to completely bypass it. Wow. So it's one of those things where the more, you know, we, the more research I at least into it, and a lot of this was done um, as an open source investigation with others. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the website. No longer um, is around. I believe it was taken down within the last year. Um, it was vote.co, and it was originally supposed to be an alternative uh, to Reddit in terms of, you know, when Reddit was starting to censor free speech and opposing viewpoints and things like that, vote was welcoming that. Um, especially around the time the original Pizzagate, you know, open source investigation was happening and Reddit was banning everybody. This was kind of where a lot of the original investigators, including myself, flocked to um, because a lot of the information we were presenting was on the border of doxing, which is, you know, a big um, a gray area there. Mm -hmm. But the information we were presenting was substantial. Um, unfortunately, like I said, the website was, I believe, taken down by the website owners themselves. Um, I believe they had you know, chalked it up to funding or something like that. But unfortunately, a lot of that, you know, original investigative journalism and things like that is all gone. Um, you know, at least mine, I have files and stuff like that saved in it. But as far as everybody else's, um, you know, I don't know any way to uh, find theirs, especially the ones I didn't personally save myself. Yeah, Matt, I, I, no, I think it's crazy because even the FBI has files when they did this uh, investigative work. They even have like the symbols that the pedophiles use. They have all this like underground lingo that they use like pizzas and hot dogs and emails. And people look at it and they're like, nah, this is nothing. They make, again, they try to make people look like wackos. But you've been studying this for, how long have you been researching? Like avidly researching, I'd say for the better part of the last ten years. Yes, yeah, and exactly. I've really gotten into actively investigating and researching, and you know, purchasing books, looking for websites, articles, documents, things of that nature. Yeah, and that's the one thing you can't say about conspiracy theories. These these people read. They read more than the normal person. We have so much information in our head, and it, it again, it, that's why I want to have people who have real research under their belt because anybody could just go around saying the space is fake, the earth is flat, and without any proof or any actual documentation, you can't you can convince anybody. But that's why I like people like you, like all your posts, they contain like documents and information to prove the things they're doing. Like for example, I think I saw one you did about chemtrails, and there's actual studies and um, operations by the military that they have proof that they've been doing this in San Francisco, correct? Oh yeah, you can they've been admitted to because they've had no choice but to admit to them because with the internet and things like that and the free flow of information which by the way is why they're attempting to go after the internet and create a new one almost like China's where they have complete control and monetization over everything that's said and done on there so that basically the ministry of truth from 1984 occurs where you know they can essentially control history in a sense um 
in regards to, uh, sorry, what was the question again? No, I'm just saying that I, I was just kind of reestablishing the, the fact that I, I like talking to people with like you who've done the actual research and have the documents and the actual data to prove these conspiracies. That and Meanwhile, other people just go around spewing facts without having any actual proof, and that's what makes us look like, like nut jobs. Oh, yeah, and a, and a lot of that came from the investigative journalism because there's a big difference between stating your opinion and stating something as fact. And an opinion is simply how you feel about something. Stating a fact is supporting it with the documentation and evidence and, you know, the correlating sources and things of that nature for people to further corroborate your claims so that they can come to their own conclusions. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is, you know, I'm not here to force my opinions down people's throat or anything like that. I'm here to simply, you know, especially like you were saying in my captions, I try to give people search terms to help them find more information in regards to what I'm saying, because you can only present so much evidence or um, documentation and information on a place like Instagram or Reddit or, you know, any other social media while also trying to avoid censorship and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I, that's the biggest thing I think I've learned is that, you know, it's difficult for people to believe this stuff already, but the more evidence and documentation that you can provide, especially actual solid evidence, um, is the best thing because at that point, people can no longer deny it. It's simply ignorance. And I think that's what a lot of it is, especially the more people I speak to, you know, at face value, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, but after 10, 20, 30 minutes of discussion with me, they seem to agree with a lot. Oh, yeah, the elite is controlling these things or the concentration of power. But once it comes to things like that same group of people with this concentration of power doing nefarious things like eugenics and depopulation and poisoning the air via chemtrails and 5G, you know, electromagnetic frequencies, it's the cognitive dissonance switch on. And I think it's simply because a lot of people just don't want to accept that other human beings lack empathy and remorse and guilt, you know, the things that gives us our humanity. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to is a lot of people are simply in just outright denial of it. Um, especially when you provide the documentation and evidence to you know support your claims and they still say oh you know they're they're just contrails even when you send them a video of pilots admitting these are not contrails and explaining how contrails work and why these are chemtrails they still go oh you know they come up with some excuse and it's just you know it's a shame but i think more and more people really are opening up to the idea that there is a powerful group of individuals who are working together for the betterment of themselves and not the betterment of mankind as a whole. So I think that's, you know, a good thing that we've been at least seeing that, that, is, that there's a slight awakening, um, especially now you see in like Canada going on the, uh, the convoy up there. Um, and a lot of it, you know, part of me believes that's controlled opposition. Exactly. Yep. Um, but at the same time, uh, it is expected because at a certain point the people are going to rebel. Um, it's just it's hard to determine with an event like that but you know once again it just shows that more and more people are waking up to it yeah it's crazy i think this is the great awakening i always joke around with the idea that the Aztecs, when they they made that uh, calendar that said the earth was going to end in 2012 that the guy actually had dyslexia and, and he meant 2021 was going to be the time of the great awakening <laughs> yeah that's what that's what a lot of people say
or even that the the Mayan calendar was off or something, or we didn't interpret it right, and you know it was a couple years later, which would you know make a lot more sense because not much happened in 2012 like we thought it was, but a lot of stuff is occurring you know right now. Yeah. So um, I remember back when I was about 17 years old, I, I saw that documentary Zeitgeist and that really blew open my mind. And after that, I started making posters with paper and, and wood and sticking them around my, my neighborhood, trying to wake people up. For example, I would write the ep etymology of the word government, which means govern to control or manipulate. And mente is the mind. So government in itself, the word means mind control. And I would put these signs everywhere and I just felt very motivated to wake others up. Kind of like when you take psychedelics, you see this whole other reality and you want to share with the whole world. So let me ask you this. After you awakened and realized things weren't exactly what you thought, what action did you begin to take or what made you take action? So I think the biggest thing for me right from the get-go um, was participating in forums and things like that to further discuss this because once again, you know, I wasn't sure of these things. I like to consider myself a professional skeptic and somebody who doesn't have a confirmation bias. So I always try to look at things from different angles and see how maybe I'm seeing something in a way that's not necessarily how it is um, and things of that nature while also, you know, like I said, remaining, trying not to fall for a lot of the, what I would call the psychological operation aspects of conspiracies, you know, the disinformation and things like that that are put out there. Um, you know, but I think that would be the biggest thing for me right from the get-go would have been joining forums. Granted, you know, that was well over a decade ago where internet forums aren't as popular as they were and a lot of the good ones at the time have either, I would say, been infiltrated and subverted um, or no longer exist um, just because of the fact that, once again, the, the, these websites like Lunatic Outpost was an old one. Um, that one's, you know, actually like somewhat defunct right now and things like that. Um, there's a couple others that I, you know, won't mention that I suspect are, you know, highly infiltrated because of the length they've been around, the amount of, you know, advertising and things like that they're doing. It's just a lot of funding for something to be just a simple conspiracy website, if you catch my drift. No, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I, I, I get it. Yeah, no, but the next thing was basically just educating myself was the first thing because I felt the need that before I could speak out about any of this stuff, I really needed to educate myself because once again, I realized that from the get-go, a lot of people associate conspiracies with lunacy and paranoia and things of that nature because unfortunately that's what you know the cia did with their countering the uh, criticism of the warren commission memo when they came up with the term conspiracy theorist and how they were going to discredit you know anybody who questioned the official narrative um and you could see how that since that psychological operation and social conditioning has since you know it's done an amazing job because anytime somebody brings up anything that has to do with conspiracy or even mentions the word it creates this slide in their mind, which in a sense shifts their consciousness into this cognitive dissonance state where their, I guess what would be their natural fight or flight response kicks in. And the human psyche is so threatened by the information that's being presented that it simply denies it outright at all costs. Um, and I think a lot of that once again has to do with what I was mentioning earlier of a lot of people just simply outright denying it because they don't want to admit a lot of the things that are occurring. No, yeah, exactly. Do you know Mark Passio? Um, I do not. 
Did you not? Oh, he's this awesome uh, investigator too. He speak. He used to be a Satanist, and he left to sp to spread the truth about the New World Order and all that stuff. But he always has this saying that I was just thinking right now that you were saying that that when people are presented the information, they would w much rather run a hundred miles in the opposite direction than actually look at the information deeply. Yeah, exactly. I think it was. I'm not sure if it was Nikola Tesla, so I may be misattributing this quote. Um, or I think it may have been even posted, superimposed over an image of him, but it was something along the lines of, you know, the, the truth is no longer hidden, people hide from the truth. Yep, exactly. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, with the free explode of information, there's more information at our fingertips, you know, in terms of the internet and things like that, than ever before in human history. So it's not like any of these things are hidden anymore. Um, especially a lot of, like the information I'm presenting, you know, the different operations and patents and things of that nature. I think it's just one, a lot of people rely on the mainstream media, so they aren't told about these things, so, which is why they simply don't know about them. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's hard for people to not say that they're ignorant of these things. Um, you know, I, I just, as a kid, I grew up looking at the sky a lot i imagine a lot of kids did looking at clouds and it's hard not to see the difference between when i was a kid and now and what goes on in the clouds and things of that nature and a lot of other people just you know it's just one of those things i don't think a lot of people take the time looking up from their phone or caring about which celebrities dating who or which sports teams winning what you know to even notice what's going on around them let alone above their heads and things of that nature no yeah exactly so my buddy drew just got here and what while you're talking about this i can just rem is drew say hi this is our guest what's going on man how's it going i'm andrew good man how about yourself I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, so what, when you were talking right now, uh, I can just think back of all the times in my life when I've been like staying up, researching, taking notes, highlighting books, doing all this kind of stuff. And Drew has done this for years. Drew, tell us what you do when you go research at IHOP. Uh, it's been a while since I've gone, but um, uh, whenever I used to go, uh, I used to go around uh, midnight, maybe 11 or 12, and I used to probably stay there to about... Uh, I don't know. It depends, man. It depends maybe about two or maybe two, two to four o'clock. But, you know, I, I would be sipping on coffee or Mountain Dew or on, uh, on a drink that's highly caffeinated to keep me up. Um, every now and then I'll go out back to my car to take a smoke break or whatever. But um, no, no, it was, it was basically something that I loved that I love to do. And um you know, uh, uh, me and Juan work uh, at, at times whenever I wouldn't work. You know, uh, you know obviously around that time, Juan, he would probably be asleep unless it's the, the weekend. But uh, usually me and him, we had others that, that we would, you know, talk to and stuff. But usually on a long-term thing, it, it's always been me and him, um, uh, you know, exchanging information and stuff. So I would message him um, about what I find and stuff like that. And... Uh, I mean, I guess why it's easier, not easier, but it's more convenient for me to go to IHOP is because, well, I, at my home, I have too many distractions. I got my, my phone, my, my TV, etc. But at IHOP, I just have my coffee or my iced coffee and my, my books, my papers, my headphones and, and my computer where I can just research and just find out information, you know. Hey, that's that's exactly why I'm in my truck right now. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, <laughs> little, uh, yeah. My little peaceful space. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I guess this uh, makes me think of that idea that, yeah, some of us are just so into this thing that this is what we want to do. So tell us, what is your process? Because I feel a lot of people, especially on Instagram, I'll post something and these people want the link and I send it to them. But I think it's people like us who go out of their own way and look and research and try to find the facts other than just being spoon fed. So tell us, what is your process when you're going to research something? What do you do? Um, yeah. What is your process of looking? What do you use to search for things? And um, how do you take notes? And how do you go about this process to to set up a way to actually show proof of what you're researching? Um, that's an awesome question. Um, so the first thing is I have been doctored, at least cataloging, I'd say close to 2,000 plus different links, articles, sources, documents, things of that nature, um, and compiling them under different categories such as, you know, false flags, psyops, MK Ultra, um, child trafficking, um, you know, 9-11, FEMA, things of that nature. Um, and at some point, I would like to get together with a um, web designer and come up with a website and try to get all of this information into one place um, and catalog it and categorize it and organize it in a way that is very digestible for somebody yeah. where they can look into any specific thing and it'll have all of these sources, hundreds of sources for each subject. Um, but in regards to my own personal, you know, research and the things that I do, um, to this day, I'm still learning new subjects um, about different things. Um, and even in regards, like you were saying, in regards to like 9-11, there's so many different aspects to that that you could spend a lifetime researching that alone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to find out the whole picture. Um, so at this point, I've kind of determined, you know, what are the main subjects that I really want to look into that I either think are the most important or that I know the least about that I would like to know more of. Um, for example, right now I've been doing a lot of research into Project Bluebeam. Oh, yeah. Um, because I believe that this is the next coming global deception. And I don't think many of us saw our current health crisis coming which kind of took a lot of us by storm, even though a lot of the truth seekers have been warning about, you know, them using a, you know, uh, health crisis in order to initiate, you know, their push towards a new world order. Um, I think that we still aren't in the final stages of it. I think this is just the introduction where it's making itself known to everybody. Um, and a lot of people are unfortunately welcoming it with open doors and open arms because they don't see it for what it is. And because um, it's also um, it's also publicized in the name of public health. So that's what lowers people's guard down. Right. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. Even like Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 on the outside, it's this green bow. Yeah. Of, you know, sustainability and smart growth. It's, it's camouflaged that way. But deep down at its core, mm -hmm. it's a completely totalitarian takeover of yeah. all the world's resources, all the world's land, water, everything, including us. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just one of those things where, you know, with like Project Bluebeam, I believe that there's a chance where we can still warn people because I think it's still several years away. Um, in my opinion, it's probably going to happen around 2025 just because that's what a FEMA whistleblower 
was recorded saying was around this time um, is when it would happen, but it would be proceeding a health crisis um, that would occur around the year 2018. So taking that into account, granted it wasn't around the exact timeline, 2018 to 2019, but what he said, and in regards to FEMA and, you know, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but when Donald Trump signed a declaration of national emergency, he effectively rendered FEMA the shadow government of the United States mm-hmm. yeah. because those executive orders that were the ones that JFK had attempted to, I guess what was the term for it, um, absolve them. Um, the ones he wanted to get rid of regarding FEMA and continuity of government, when Donald Trump signed his uh, declaration of a national emergency, that effectively put FEMA in charge. And not a lot of people are aware of that. Um, Would you know, happen to have uh, the name of this person, uh, of this FEMA whistleblower that, that, that sound the alarm on whenever he thought this Project Bluebeam might happen or like any type of article or documentation or some type of source um, out I there? Can, I can send you the video um, of the guy talking. However, beyond that, like I said, this is something I've just really begun getting into aside yeah. from the stuff that I had knew before, which was the initial um, you know, revelations that Sergei Manast, the uh, Canadian journalist, came forward with um, prior to his assassination. That was some of the stuff that I knew was what was he discussed in his speeches. Um, he was one of the first whistleblowers in regards to it. However, in terms of the FEMA whistleblower, um, I can send you the video after this. However, I do not believe they gave a name, and I believe it was narrated through a third party due to him wanting to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes sense. those things where you once again you know have to take it with a grain of salt it's yes. not exact proof however what he said in regards to the fact that it would you know fall be the you know it would be carried out following a health crisis and also stated that it would be around the same time a cashless currency was emerging so a lot of the things that were said at the time and this was years ago that this FEMA whistleblower recording was done um they pretty much come to fruition as he said they would. Um, and so it's hard, you know, especially knowing that, you know, I think they had originally, there was some, you know, discussion um, back in the day that they believed they wanted to initiate it, I think in around 1983 or 84, which would, you know, the irony behind that. However, <laughs> um, I don't believe they continued with it for some reason, whether it was the technology lacking at the time or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, it, at least in terms of Project Bluebeam, that would be the one right now that I'm researching. Um, and so in regards to furthering my own research, um, there's a couple websites I use, um, and I'd be more than happy to put you know, a list together um, and send them over um, because they're some of the best resources, I believe, in terms of the information that's presented within them. Um, and a lot of them are, for the most part, not widely known because they're fairly on the older side you know they've been around for at least 10 years some of these websites um you know journalist ken adachi has a website educate yourself um and there's a, so much yeah. information on there and that was originally where i stumbled upon you know the blue beam stuff um and only recently have gotten back around to it just because once again there's so many different things to research, you know, it's, it's where to begin. And, you know, once again, that's why it's having to sit down and determine, okay, what do I think is the most important right now? 
Um, and for me, one of the big ones was Project Bluebeam because I believe that is the next coming global deception. And, 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 and from your research, what do you think is the end goal or the end game or, or the results of Project Bluebeam? Hold on, hold on, Drew, you're getting way too ahead. I have a, a plan. We're going to break this down. I, that's what I want to get to. What is the end goal, essentially? Because um, I love that you had, I want you to give these resources because I think when I was little, I would always wonder, where are these journalists getting these, like, whistleblower type of information where do you gather this information and I, I i love that webpage educate yourself i've spent many probably days on that website just going through different rabbit holes because he gives you hyperlinks to different different um um blogs that he did and all this information that you can really get lost in there and so um tell us we want to start shifting into this new world order idea because this is your specialty i think you your posts are amazing every time i see your post like they're so well produced, and I feel this is part of the reason that you've jumped up so high. Is this your first or second Instagram account that you have? Uh, this will be my 12th. 12th? Yeah, I've had a bunch of different accounts under different names. Um, a lot of them censored. Damn. Um, other ones that I had linked to my personal account and you know had pictures of myself and things of that nature, so I've since gotten rid of Wow, that's amazing, brother. Because, yeah, you have a shitload of followers, and I think, I guess they, they know who you are and they kept looking for you. Do you kind of always kept the same name? No, no, these are completely uh, new followers. I actually took a break for a while just because the censorship was so bad. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff on Reddit because I thought that was a huge audience, especially with the conspiracy, you know, subreddit having millions of followers. It's not the ideal place to get information out, but in terms of the audience presented, and how far that audience can spread that information um, a site like reddit and uh, things like that i was on facebook and obviously that's something i've since given up on because it's nearly impossible to not end up in facebook jail and then subsubsequently have your account banned um, and instagram on the other hand i know that's probably one of the least ideal however i've found it's fairly easy to not hit the censorship algorithms as long as you do certain things, omit certain keywords, you know, um, and I'm sure you know a lot of the ones right now that um, they start with V, mm -hmm. they start with C, and mm -hmm. then the 19, you know, these things, as long as you avoid them, you're not going to trigger the algorithm. Um, so that was one of the biggest things of why I kind of liked Instagram is because their censorship algorithm was very predictable. Yeah. And it was kind of, I just started paying attention to who was posting what, what posts were being flagged for misinformation or and then looking into their captions and seeing if they used any keywords that might have triggered it and it wasn't too difficult to you know come to the you know realize it was a couple things that were triggering it and then how to avoid that while making my posts by turning certain words upside down mm -hmm. omitting certain letters blocking off certain things so uh you know that's why i've come to like instagram and also the fact that so many people use it um and i know a lot of people are, you know want to go to telegram and rumble and you know i even went to vote.co back in the day um but once again i i know it's like i said it's not ideal instagram is owned by facebook it is a you know corporate entity however it's the audience that's available as to why it's so appealing because obviously the more people i can get this information out to the better um so that's i guess my biggest choice for you know doing stuff like that but um before we go on to the new world order um i just wanted to go back to the research real quick because there's something uh i really wanted to mention because not a lot of people know about this but if you are doing research and especially if you're on a website like educate yourself and you come across a link that is 404 or no longer working 
you can copy that link and take it to a website called archive.org. Oh shit. Which is the internet wayback machine. Chances are somebody in the last couple decades, like myself, has taken that URL and archived it on the Wayback Machine. And what's beautiful about the Internet Archive is it's not a screenshot of the website. It is a live rendering from that specific moment in time. So you are able to click on every subsequent link and it has them all logged and saved. So there's so much information that you come across that has been censored that you are then able to access because chances are somebody like me or Ken Adachi or other investigators like yourselves were smart enough to originally have archived that link. And I'd say about 95% of the 404 and deleted and censored links that I put in there, I find there's been a screen, a, uh, an archive of. It's rare that I ever come across one that hasn't been done. Um, so to, like I said before, I wanted, I wanted to uh, move on to New World Order. I did want to mention that because I feel like that is something that is extremely valuable because a lot of my best information has been found because obviously that stuff was censored for a reason. Um, so the fact that you're able to then uncensor it in a sense, and the archive is a 100 legitimate, you know, 100% legitimate way where it has a ton of credibility behind it. Um, and the fact that if you were to post that link, people would assume and know that that is the actual original link. No, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's modern book born, burning. They're erasing the information right in front of us. Yeah, and so I, I've donated. I would recommend anybody else please consider donating to the Wayback Machine. You know, the Internet Archive um, it is extremely valuable when it comes to preventing the censorship of information. So before we moved on, I just wanted to uh, mention that, you know, for everybody out there. Um, because there's a lot of information that's censored and it, you know in your research you may come across broken links and sources and things like that so it's a way to you know help fight censorship and you know get access to that information no yeah i think it's all these little tricks that journalists and people researching that that they find out because as i traverse this journey it's crazy like you were saying you have to sort of censor yourself you have to figure out what the algorithms are looking for and dodge them like i have to do that as well i have to block certain words or whenever they're saying something in a video i have to cut that sound out because the algorithm will pick it up and flag it i can't use like you said those words for hashtags like the v and the c and uh, 2021 like all those major words that they they raise a flag and they, they make you a target so um so okay let's go along so with social media and an oversaturation and sensationalization of conspiracy ideas through the internet these ideas have become somewhat more mainstream and many people have heard of the illuminati or the idea of the new world order and i feel this has been done on purpose to confuse people even more but in your opinion what is the idea of the new world order so the New World Order, at its core, if I had to put it in, you know, layman's terms to sum it up, it would be a one-world totalitarian government with a one-world religion, a one-world military slash police force with a population that is completely controlled, monitored, and surveilled on a 24-7 basis where there is no longer privacy, there are no longer freedoms, rights, and liberties. You have privileges that are endowed upon you by the state, and the good citizens get more privileges, the bad citizens get less and less. And when I say bad citizens, 
I don't just mean bad people. I mean anyone the government deems as a threat, a political dissident, a you know activist, anything of that nature. Um, so that at a certain point where they believe that you are no longer a you know acceptable member of society, they will cut you off, and that will be the end of it. And that's why I believe you know the digital currency that we're currently seeing being rolled out. Um, and things of that nature. It's all tied into the smart grid, internet of things, um, and that includes the internet of living things, which is us and connecting us to quantum AI and quantum computers so that they, the ruling elite, through their mass quantum data mining, will essentially be able to determine and predict humanity's consciousness and control our actions. Wow. Beautifully said. Yeah, that's beautifully said because I think people have this sort of idea, but they don't really understand how this new world order encapsulates everything. And you're not going to be able to go and run into the forest and, and live on yourself and be like a, a sovereign citizen because they have satellites that can track everything. They're smart does that. Even, go ahead. Yeah, you won't even be able to go into your, you know, like me, somebody I love going for a drive. That's, that's something that I truly appreciate and don't take for granted. But that's even something. Something as simple as that will be no more. Because, you know, they're going to carbon tax everything. They're going to have everything taxed so much, it's going to incrementally happen to the point where we won't be able to move around without public transportation that's, you know, state and government owned or by using, you know, electric cars and bikes and things of that nature, which will once again be monitored and. You know, that ties right into, I don't know if you know, right now they're pushing through, I believe it actually did go through, um, where they're putting the kill switches in cars now. Um, actually, I think it's like not now, but in the next several years, all cars will have a kill switch in them. Yeah, I saw this funny. I, I, I saw this funny um, video by Jim Carrey. He was talking about how in the future cars are not going to have steering wheels, and you're going to hop in, and it's not going to be yours. You're going to rent it because Klaus Schwab says that we're not going to own anything. But he says that these cars will have no steering wheel, and if you're ever caught with some type of infraction or you did something illegal, these cars are going to drive you right up into the police station and turn you in. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you've seen the videos even right now with like Boston Dynamics, the robotics company from MIT, putting out their, you know, their robot dogs and things like that and already testing them out, doing crowd monitoring and control, telling people to wear masks and things of that nature. It's all, you know, starting this, the AI system. That's what I believe, you know, the masks and things had a lot to do with besides the, you know, pushing people into the subconscious of, you know, the fear that something is happening because without them, you wouldn't know something's going on. Um, it's also to test AI systems and facial recognition algorithms. Um, because if you think about it, a lot of people that may end up revolting and things of that nature and resisting may intend to wear a mask. So why not test out the AI algorithm and software beforehand and get it used to identifying people without having to see the rest of their face mm -hmm. and only their eyes. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, you were talking about the robots from MIT, Boston Dynamics. Uh, it reminded me of this episode from uh, Black Mirror. Have you seen the episode called Black Metal? I mean, Heavy Metal? No, I, shockingly, I do not watch a, a, a lot of television. 
That's good. That's good. You're keeping your mind safe from the programming. But this episode, it was about in the future. They have these like Boston run, uh, those dynamic dogs, but they come with guns. Like it has a gun on its head and it can just follow and track anyone and kill them just automatically. It's all run off of algorithms and AI. And you you can't fight back against these things because they're metal and it's not a living thing. So they're going to easily be able to, to attack and kill anybody. Yeah, exactly. And then we see all this stuff with, you know, defund the police. Well, what are you going to replace it with? That's your answer. Yeah, I think that... You know, that's the perfect way for them to be able to argue it. Oh, robots aren't racist. They're not biased. They don't, you know, um, have an opinion or, you know, are politically affiliated. This is our solution to our current crisis of, you know, the police and all this and the violence we're having with them. So that's, I think, a lot of where... You know, that protesting and stuff, a lot of that was, you know, helping to push that whole objective in order to, I believe, in the future, declare, okay, we get rid of human cops and we replace them with robots. No, yeah, exactly. Like, all those ideas, I think they're implanted into the culture, like defund the police, like you were saying, get that idea that the police suck so we can bring in the robots. But then you have to ask yourself, who's controlling the robots and for what purposes? Yeah, exactly. And I believe, don't get me wrong, I believe that, you know, I, you know, my father was in law enforcement and things of that nature, and I do respect law enforcement and military and all of that. However, I do strongly believe that our police force has been militarized for a reason. Um, they've been taught tactics that are not to de-escalate, but are to annihilate the threat and then ask questions later. Um, so I do agree that there are some things but i don't believe we should be defunding the police however do i should believe that we should be taking funding and putting it more into police psychological training and things of that nature yes so i you know do think but once again the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves to who's not to say you know agent provocateurs were put amongst that and what could have been a genuine protest for genuine causes ended up being something that was you know once again like the capital riots where we all know that that was a massive false flag and that there were agent provocateurs within there, how they were led into the building and things of that nature. Um, so it's, it's always hard to say, you know, when it comes to stuff like that. No, yeah, totally, man. That's very interesting. Um, so let me ask you this. How long do you think this system or group of people have existed that are trying to push this new world order? Honestly, since before or around the time of Egypt and Babylon, a lot of historical evidence supports that that these are the very same bloodlines and lineages that have descended throughout history um and their goal has pretty much always been the same and it's kind of obvious when you look back at it what was the main goal of the egyptians to enslave their people what was the main goal of you know the um the romans to enslave the people what was the main goal of the chinese and things of that nature you look through all about history and all of these dynasties and kingdoms and things of that nature have always been out to control the people. That's been the number one main objective. Um, and I think it's finally now that technology has caught up with their goals. Um, and that's what I believe they were waiting on. No, yeah, exactly. Technology to catch up. Yeah, exactly. I always wonder, every time it always gets to a point where the, the leader or the king wants to 
over control the people and have everything under their thumb. And I think, like you said, the technology now has arrived where it's basically Hitler's dream. If Hitler had this technology, he would have been reigning for thousands of years. And so um, let me ask you this. What are some of the proofs that you can demonstrate that show undeniably that there is a new world order? Like, for example, I have some here written down, like the Georgia Guidestones. Could you explain to that to us what that is? Yeah, the Georgia Guidestones, um, we kind of have a much better idea now of who did them, even though they were done under a pseudonym. Um, it wasn't hard to you know, follow the money and you find out the answer. Um, they believed that that was erected by a group called the Rosicrucians who were tied to, you know, the Knights of Malta, Freemasonry, and things of that nature. Um, and there's a lot of belief that Ted Turner um, and an organization he was related to were the ones who erected it at the time. Um, and there's a lot to support that, especially considering how Ted Turner openly advocated for years for depopulation, for eugenics, for population control, you know, stating openly we need to have the China one-child policy, if not worse. Um, so they think that that organization, the Rosicrucians, um, and the pseudonym that it was done under was R.C. Christian. Hmm. So they think it was Rosicrucian Christian, oh, um, which was not shit. obviously a Christian organization whatsoever. Wow. I had never even heard about that. That's interesting. Um, so what, but what, what are exactly are the Georgia Guidestones for anybody who doesn't know? So they, myself and many others, would unofficially declare them the Ten Commandments of the New World Order. Um, and some of them, at face value, seem to have good intentions. But once again, if you read, you know, it's all, it's all doublespeak. If you know the language for the masses and the language for the uninitiated, you know, you can read what these really are about. And not only that, some of them are flat out, outright blatant. You know, especially the first one, maintain humanity under 500 million. You don't need to read between the lines to know what that's saying. Uh -huh. flat out about it. Um, what they were supposedly done, because they have to explain it, you know, why these were put up. You can't just leave it unanswered. It was supposed to be a guide for what humanity would do following the events of an apocalypse. Mm -hmm. um, like a reconstruction or, or starting restarting everything, kind of like a great reset maybe? Yeah, maybe even that, yeah, but that, that was their excuse for it, was it was supposed to be a monument for humanity in the event of an apocalypse, you know, how to rebuild or something of that nature. Um, but in them, it entails basically luciferic, you know, satanic, um, eugenic population control goals. That's what a lot of them have. They have a lot of one world tone to them. Um, you know, I can't recite them all off the top of my head, um, but they have to do with one world religion, you know, one world language, all things of that nature where it's all pointing to a collectivist society. No, yeah, exactly. See, this is the thing me and Drew are always talking about because I don't know if you're a spiritual person, but when people start talking about conspiracy theories and, and they really start getting into it in a conversation, I want to ask, why are they doing all of this? Yes, it's for control and, and for power, but you, after you have that, why do you want to have all this control? And me and Drew contend to the idea that this is Luciferian. This is to hand over the world to Lucifer for, for the Armageddon. You know, they want everything under one national uh, worldwide system so it could be handed over to the Antichrist, basically, when he comes. What are your ideas about that? Yeah, I, I'm a very spiritual person, most definitely. Um, 
you know, there's been some things throughout my life that have, you know, really opened my eyes. Um, a lot of them, you know, believe it or not, had to do with psychedelics um, and really allowing me to perceive things a lot differently and see things a lot differently um, and expand my consciousness in a way that, you know, I hadn't before without them. Um, but it, it's one of those things where you really have to, I, you know, as people put it best, you know, the rabbit hole goes deep. It just all depends on how deep you want to go. Um, and I find that a lot of people who are true seekers are spiritual people. And I think a lot of that, whether it's religious or not, um, is tough to say because I do know just as many, um, true seekers who aren't very religious. However, they are definitely spiritual. Um, but I do believe this is a spiritual battle. Um, and it's my opinion. It's, there's many interpretations of who the antichrist is. Um, and it's once again, does Bluebeam, you know, where does Bluebeam fall into that? Because that is essentially supposed to be the ushering in of the false messiah um, or the Antichrist. And, you know, some people say that they're the fallen angels, the Nephilim, um, they're aliens and things of that nature. Um, but yes, I, I totally agree that, you know, this is a battle of good versus evil. Um, it is very, you know, whether or not, you know, we believe in God or not, these people definitely do believe in Lucifer and Satan. Um, and they display that openly, they display it proudly, um, you know, so that there's no arguing that. Um, but at least in terms of, you know, a battle versus good and evil, 100% that's what this is. And I think, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it is good and evil, but I suppose with with this certain system or at least certain people that that are um at the top you know these certain people that um you know run most of of the world most of what's going on um um if there are uh, a certain people um i mean i do believe that that with these people they they believe in themselves as the good kind and they believe that whatever they're doing their acts are justified because um according to gnosticism or according to the kabbalah or according according to occult mysticism and and even this date this predates back to, to like the the ancient uh, ancient egyptians um uh, lucifer is actually the God of the Bible that Christians believe in. Um, and then the God of the Bible that Christians believe in is actually, I mean, this the devil from the book of Genesis that Christians, that are the enemy towards Christians, that's the God that, that Luciferians or that these, these occult mystics believe in. And that's just because um, of, the, of the great deception going on. So, you know, like the Georgia Guidestones, these people, um, these these small small people they believe that hey it's actually a good thing that they depopulate the earth to 500 million according to us we believe that's a terrible horrible thing but these people actually believe that their acts are justified and because these people are are deceived because according to Gnosticism um, 
according to to, to historical context, the serpent is actually the good guy that liberated mankind from supposedly the commandments of God. And that's why God is looked at as as the enemy, as um, as the the God that didn't want us to have um, the the secret knowledge or knowledge of good and evil to eat from the apple of the tree. Uh, a lot of people speculate, hey, you know, just look at Apple, you know, uh, the first computer, what it was sold by, look at its symbol, and so forth. And so and the first computer yeah. actually sold for six hundred sixty-six dollars. And, and this also begins to how how a lot of people and even me myself how we have different opinions on psychedelics on occult knowledge because most of what this stems from does come from ancient Egypt. I mean, these are what these people use to to contact spirits and to gain knowledge to uh, gain access to higher knowledge. And where does this knowledge come from? Well, I mean, it, it comes from the spiritual world. So not everything that's spiritual just because somebody says, hey, I'm spiritual, doesn't necessarily mean they're good because uh, in the spiritual realm, uh, we, have, we have angels and demons. Um, we have false doctrine and we have common sense intact doctrine. So, uh, and this is one thing that I realized about these, these, what I would like to call these, these, fake Jews, um, uh, perhaps these are the people that hijacked Israel, perhaps this is the synagogue of Satan, um, the, 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 the Illuminati, uh, this, the secret society that, that the hidden hand, the hidden power, the powers that be, uh, but nowadays it's, it's almost discrediting uh, for anybody to use that word Illuminati because mainstream media has done a really phenomenal, fantastic job on on you know desensitizing that word and so now whenever people say it um it's 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 somewhat deterred into uh, um a lunatic it's become mainstream to the point it, it's not accepted but yes people hear it and just no, they don't mm -hmm. even think it's it's crazy anymore because it's been so many rappers i mean taco bell has straight up done an entire commercial yeah yeah where they flat out you know we're acting like the illuminati displaying blatant symbolism on purpose it's just, you know, right out in the open to the point where I think people, yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know if taboo is the right word because people just hear it and it's like, ah, it's, you know, one of those things. I don't even think people treat it as almost like a conspiracy theory anymore where they hear it and roll their eyes. It's just almost like, yeah, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so like you were saying, the goal for them would be to have a whole system which everything is tracked and controlled and nobody will ever have the power to, to re revolve re have a revolution and take the power back this would be like you said the final uh, technocratic system which it will remain like that forever and no human in the future will be able to fight back against the system and and have mankind free again well i mean that that's that's the whole deception though that it'll that'll remain like that forever according to them mm -hmm. but according to what um people on the other side believe in uh christians and people alike uh even from somewhat different religions but um, they, they believe that, hey, this, this new world order will fall at the second coming of Jesus Christ. But these people actually believe in the live Lucifer that with the Antichrist or with this one world leader, they'll reign forever uh, with, with the transhumanism and with, um, who knows, uh, you know, even the blood of infants um, with, um, with, with, 
but according to Alex Crowley, and um, we, we know a lot of evidence out there, it's, it's outspoken by, by celebrities, by actors, and, and by musicians, their love Alex Crowley, and this guy wrote about it plenty of times, how to achieve, um, you know, um, how to live forever and to have uh, immortality. It's, it, it's through young blood, and young blood is children, but, you know, then again, according to, to Christianity, hey, it's through the blood of Jesus Christ that, 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 that we live forever and eternity. So, and again, there goes that good and evil. A certain side is convinced that, hey, my side is right, and another side is convinced that their side is right. But all in all, I, I believe that that is a grand exception, that these Luciferians, that these elitists, that, that these globalists, the, these internationalists that they're involved in, they believe that they'll reign forever in this new world order forever and ever. But according to us, we believe that they'll fall at the second coming of Christ, but they'll look at him as the enemy and people will, will unite under one world to worship the one world political leader. But once the second of Christ comes, they'll unite to fight against him. And that's the, the so-called um, uh, Armageddon. What, what do you think about that? I think that a lot of that ties into the Project Bluebeam, because um, mm -hmm. that's essentially what it is, is attempting to bring about the events of the book of revelations in a sense um and i do strongly believe that a lot of that has to do with you know the the uh like the masonic checkerboard the duality um that the they believe that their evil or their bad actions have good intentions yeah yeah um, and yeah. That the ends justify the means in a sense mm -hmm. um and you know that's what i would say is the unofficial motto of the psychopath is you know once again the ends justify the means whatever i have to do to get what i want or what we want we will do um mm -hmm. but i believe that a lot of you know the coming grand deception and the coming false messiah i believe that has to do with project Bluebeam um and even reagan um, I forget what it was. I think it may have been, I want to say 87. I may be wrong on the date there, uh, but it's fairly easy to find the video where he is at a United Nations meeting and he says something along the lines of what would bring humanity together quicker than a threat from outside this earth. Mm. Um, wow, that's good. And I think... Yeah, and I really think that, you know, what you're saying about humanity uniting, you know, against the Antichrist and the false messiah and the Armageddon, I think that plays directly into this. Um, well, well not necessarily, not necessarily uniting against the Antichrist. No, um, I, I think uniting to welcome him. Uh, I think we're all being prepared to to welcome this, 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 this age of enlightenment, these false saviors that come in times of chaos to to implement a new world order or peace and then people um who don't go along with this narrative for example christians and and people synonymous to that belief system they'll be painted as the enemy and as the resistance because according to these people we can't emerge we can't evolve into uh, a peaceful state so these people will get will be labored as terrorists or like enemies of the state. But no, I think we're all being welcomed. We're all being indoctrinated through through symbolisms and ideology, through 
uh, love is love through the new age movement and through and through spirituality to eventually welcome these antichrists because I, I believe that you know uh, he's going to come in the name of love in the name of enlightenment in the name of peace but um again this is all going to be a trick like this is all going to be a new world order yeah and so that's where it's that's why i've been wanting to do a lot more research into the blue beat you know aspect of it and what would be the end goal and how would they would be deceiving humanity um whether it would be through a false flag alien invasion you know like we've seen in mm -hmm. you know independence day which we all know hollywood is a you know direct you know um establishment of the ruling elite and independence day's entire you know premise was an alien invasion where humanity had to band together and unite in order mm -hmm. to defeat a common foe so now it's how does that play into the blue beam and which part of it is the deception with the false messiah now is it humanity destroying itself through nuclear war and being saved by a supposed alien race and that is the false messiah where you know we've initiated our own apocalypse and they come you know with new technology you know saying they can save us or is it an alien invasion where humanity has to fend it off and we're unable to and somehow our government or the ruling elite has a solution to it where we're so happy that they got rid of the problem for us that we're willing to unite under their one world order banner and give up our sovereignty and you know sovereignty and national rights and things of that yeah. nature that sounds a bit more realistic no yeah exactly i always think about that how is it going to play out are they going to make it seem like they're the enemy or that they're here to save us it's, it's weird but i think it always when it really happens most of us are blind to it and it's only in hindsight that we can put things together and be like oh shit we were deceived yeah exactly and, and the way i see it is you know it will appear to be an alien invasion however it will be anything but mm -hmm. um so once again, I think we have a problem, reaction, solution scenario yeah, yeah. where they're providing the problem, watching our reaction, and then providing the solution through multiple contingency plans based upon you know our reaction to said problem. Mm -hmm. And and um, so yeah, it's tough to say. What's that? No, no, I'm sorry. Go on. So it's yeah, it's really tough, and that's once again why I've been wanting to invest more time in the research in Project Bluebeam, um, is because of the fact that I'm still trying to determine what is the solution and you know what is their end game through that um aside from uniting humanity you know what is going to cause us to give up the rest of our rights and freedoms and our nationality and patriotic pride and things of that nature and you know unite under the one world totalitarian <clears throat> government i think it might be similar to what um uh, um similar to what we've experienced right now you know there's a lot of so-called truthers and a lot of people within that uh, so-called red pill community that you know um talk about how this is just a walk in the park as opposed to what's coming but um uh yeah i mean just how how we've watched people uh, give up some of their rights uh stay at home and not go out to work um, for the sake of of not contracting the virus um and you know as we see um, the, the government gave gave their solution, and um, under these pretenses, we'll have um, we'll have the ability to go outside and enjoy life. 
Um, so that that came with giving up uh, a certain amount of rights. But again, we were blind to that because it was under the name of public health. So while one side says, hey, we give up our rights, the other side, they're saying, but it was in the name of public health. So that means the actions were all justified. But I mean, nonetheless, I, I do think that this 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 uh, this project blooming it will come um, this this new world order will be the final end game um, but the world will be in the utmost chaos that that we can possibly have um, it, it's going to be the solution to world peace and that's what we're all being predestined to 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 welcome world peace and I think only world peace will come whenever we want world peace whenever everything's totally chaotic and we all need a solution somehow some way yeah except it'll be in the essence of uh george orwell where mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. freedom is slavery yes um, exactly ignorance is strength and i forget the last one but yeah it kind of falls peace is war yeah offering us peace and safety but it will essentially be our enslavement yeah we'll all be deceived in, into wanting i forgot who said this but it's a quote that i've always kept at heart um saying that uh, uh, we'll have a new world order whether by conquest or by consent. So that's telling me that people will give their consent to this new world order while other people, they'll fight against it. And these are the people that are awake, but these are the people who, who I believe, you know, the state will label them as the terrorists and the enemies. That was a Council of Foreign Relations member, and I can't yes. think of his exact name, but it was in the book I am currently reading. Um, by Jim Morris called the rule by secrecy which I've yes. read the, uh, the other good book, book. Good book. Uh, this one's uh, Illuminati the cult that hijacked the world and believe it or not that was one of the quotes on I think the second to last page that I was reading today mm -hmm. and it was by uh, I can't remember his name but it was a CFR member Council of Foreign Relations um, so it's funny you would mention that quote and I happen to just read it today yeah, that's amazing. I think, like I was saying earlier, when it comes to real truthers, these are the people who have researched and really, mm -hmm. really looked into it, and they can tell you and break it down, but people have to be willing to listen and have an open mind. And so I guess we're, we're going to get ready here to wrap up, and I still have a bunch of questions I want to ask you. I would love to have you on again if you would like to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about... Uh, yeah, it's, it, I love talking about this stuff. Every time I finish, I feel like I went to church I'm filled with hope and positivity. But I, I wanted to ask you all these things involving like it, dark stuff like child trafficking and pedophilia and how this all ties everything together. But maybe we can do that on the next episode. Talk about Epstein, Isaac Cappy, um, the pedophilia that goes on and the royal bloodlines that they've used throughout history and keeping them pure and adrenochrome, all these extra stuff. So I'll tease it for next time. But um. As we wrap up, what do you think people could do right now to fight back against the New World Order? So the biggest thing is start educating yourself. Make yourself more knowledgeable so that when you do talk about these things, you don't come off as the stereotypical, and I hate using this term, but the tinfoil hatter, <laughs> where people just, oh my God, he's a paranoid, you know, um, delusional and all these things. Um, because, like I said, a lot of people at face value want to dismiss these things, but even just sitting down after 10 or 15 minutes with me, you know, I try to discuss things in a manner that is coherent. It's easy for somebody to absorb, and the information that I'm presenting 
makes some wheels in their mind start spinning. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, educating yourself so that you can sound more knowledgeable because the more information you can attain, the more credibility you have and things of that nature, and the more convincing you can be to people by providing the necessary information to them. So I think that's extremely important. The second thing would be to start getting out and start waking more people up. Realize that there are two types of people. There are the people who are still asleep and there are the people who simply want to remain ignorant and that will never want to accept these things and will deny them at all costs. It's the people who are still asleep that you should focus your attention and energy to because these are the people that you still have a shot of waking up. If you know people who are absolutely dismissive of every single conspiracy, don't want to hear anything about it, don't waste your time with them because clearly they don't have no interest in learning about it. It's people that show curiosity, that little bit of spark, you know, like my friend and I, you know, going out to the bar the other night and when I went to drop him off, he looks at me and goes, you know, tell me how you feel about the JFK assassination. Wow. And I took the opportunity to tell him exactly how I felt about it because this was somebody who, you know, is a close friend of mine who never wants to discuss conspiracy theories, but at, out of nowhere had that little thing in his mind that was, I guess, maybe him being a little intoxicated and curious, but, you know, that opened his mind up to some things and started getting some wheels ticking. Um, but the biggest thing would be getting out and making more people aware and organizing and starting to go and getting active in your local community in terms of speaking out. There is a gentleman, his name is Matt Landman, and he has a bunch of videos. He did the Franken Skies documentary, and he has somebody who has personally inspired me recently to actually start getting out and speaking actively and openly. Um, where I live, about 5G being installed near our schools and near hospitals and things of that nature about the spraying that goes on over our heads and making people more aware of the stuff that goes on above us without our knowledge and what they're spraying and things of that nature. Um, you know, get out and start putting more pressure on your politicians. Ask them to do an unbiased, you know, third-party investigation into the things you're talking about, like 5G exposure. Ask them to look into, you know, and study do their own study regarding exposure to 5G EMF and things of that nature. That's the best way to do it is start locally and to start getting out and making an impact in your own town. Um, because once again, that's what Agenda 21 is all about, is a bottom up, not a top down, where they are starting locally and regionally instead of starting nationally. So start in your own town and work your way from there and try to start advocating and waking more people up to the things that are going on because you'd be surprised how many people especially parents and mothers and pregnant women who aren't aware of the things especially regarding like 5g emf exposure and how they're exceptionally prone to it um so just getting out and just advocating and being an actual activist and that's only something i've recently started to get into um just because of needing to educate myself on certain subjects and basically also having to get the courage to get out there and, you know, face the people in my town and accept the fact that, you know, some people may look at me like I'm crazy, but with the things that I'm saying, the, you know, evidence I'm using to support this and the fact that I, you know, like getting people's gears in their head spinning, um, 
I've shockingly woken up a few officials in our local town who are starting to look into more matters regarding some of the things I've been discussing, especially 5G EMF and the fact that it's being installed near our schools. Um, and these studies done, especially in regards to children and EMF exposure, and one of the things that helped was showing them an interview by a former microwave weapons specialist when he was asked the question what he thought of Wi-Fi being installed in schools. He said verbatim, I think anybody installing this in schools should be locked up for life because they don't know the damage they're doing to children. Wow. So it's things like that that are very powerful that help people start thinking and make people realize, wow, you're not a crazy conspiracy theorist. You are a genuinely concerned citizen. Well, wow, that was awesome. And you put it so beautifully. Um, um, I think, yeah, that's the main thing, folks. You heard it from him. Uh, educate yourself. That's also one of my main tenets. Educate yourself and really know what you're talking about so that when you talk to others, you don't sound like a nut job. You don't sound crazy, but you sound like an educated person that can drop these truth bombs. And it, it comes with this thing that I always say on my post. Know thyself. Improve thyself. Find the others, and then you'll know what to do. And this is exactly what Mr. Two is saying. Educate yourself. Talk to your locals. Get your voice out and try to get people on your side. It's not really with militias or guns that we're going to fight back against this new world order. Always remember the pen is mightier than the sword. And just really know who you are, improve yourself, and take action. So thank you again, Mr. Two, for being here with us. And I can't wait to have you on again so we can talk about all that, that other stuff. So as we end here... I'm going to end with the little short song that's an intro to an album called The New World Order by this band called Head P.E. So it's H-E-D-P-E. And uh, just stay on the line with us because I want to ask you some questions off the air, just uh, us three alone. And so thank you, everybody, for being here. Take care. Any last words, Drew? No, nah, man. Uh, good podcast. Uh, hey, man, thank you. Uh, you, spread a, you spread a lot of knowledge and you made me want to do some more research, man. So thank you for your time and your wisdom, bro. Yeah, thank you guys as well. It was an absolute pleasure being on here, and I hope we can do it again. You know, there's so much information out mm -hmm. there that we didn't get into that I would love to. Um, like I said, especially in regards to the you know the child trafficking, the pedophilia, and the ties into the MK Ultra, and what how that all plays in the overall agenda and where that fits in. You know, because I believe that's a big thing where a lot of people are you know still scratching their heads why kids. Yeah, so I would love to. Uh, I'll that question. Hell yeah, we'll do it again, brother. And this was a banger. And thank you once again. So here we're heading now with the new world intro by Head PE. You had better wake up and understand that there are people who are guiding your life and you don't even know it. And all American citizens, I think, have suspected something like this is going on. Going on. Because our masters don't give a damn about you or your family. All they care about is what they have always cared about, and that's controlling the whole world. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world for the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of a new world order. Peace.